sit down on it either or you can grab one or you can sit down on it i find that seats are generally better sat on rather than just being grabbed feel free to grab a seat uh worship team in the in the middle section as well um We've had a few people already disappear. Um, that wasn't because they heard I was preaching. Don't worry. Uh, yeah, no, just just reaffirming everyone else. It's uh, it's because we have obviously it's, it's, you may or may not be aware of church together is today, and uh, <laughs> yeah, we've got a whole bunch of people on our team that are heavily involved in that. So so uh, you know some people are already you know finishing here and then going straight over there. So um, God bless those people that are doing that. Um, did anyone else get up? early this morning uh, to watch a bit of soccer. Yeah, Ben, you did? Well done, Ben. Um, I, I got up at, a, what was it, around 5.40 this morning to watch Real Madrid versus Liverpool in the Champions League uh, final. Uh, if you get a chance, if, if you don't care about soccer, then don't waste your time doing this. But, uh, but a guy named Gareth Bale kicked one of the best goals I think I've ever seen. Um, and it was the, he did a bicycle kick and it was just incredible. So anyway, I've been up for a bunch of hours already. I'm excited to be up for the rest of the day and tonight. We're packed down at church together. It's going to be a blast. But today I I want to talk to us um, about someone and this someone is a very special someone. But before I talk about this special someone, I'm going to talk about someone else to link into this special someone. Very convoluted way of saying, would you live your life differently if Jesus was walking with you every day, everywhere you went. Well, just imagine it. Simon, Simon Grubb, actually, I haven't asked him to do this, but Simon Grubb has hair that's probably more like Jesus than mine. Uh, Simon, can you come here? As you can see, Simon's a very attractive looking man. He's got a bit of facial hair, long hair. But I can imagine if, if Simon, let's just say Simon was Jesus, that if I was going through my everyday life, like just walking around, come with me, Jesus, or Simon, you know, just going through the motions and then all of a sudden something happens. <laughs> if you had Jesus standing right beside you, probably the first thing, like, let, let's just say, okay, I've just had a, just had something bad happen. Um, I've just crashed my car. I'll, I'll just be like, I'd probably instantly, and I reckon everyone here in the room, if you know who Jesus is, he was the one that was able to turn water into wine. That's, that's a cool thing. Uh, he, he managed to turn just a couple of bits of bread and fish into a, into a feast for thousands. Um, so, he, so he was able to do stuff on that level, but then he was able to... What else did he do, Simon? Walk on the water. He walked on water. You know, you could be playing golf and hit the ball and it goes in the water and it's like far out. I don't have one of those long sticky things to try to pull out a golf. Hey, Jesus, I was wondering, man, could you do that walkie, that walkie on water thingy and like reach out in there or even... You know, you probably, you know that guy Moses, how he parted the sea. Do you reckon you could just part this pond and just walk out there and grab the ball? He's got a trademark on that one. Oh, he's got a trademark on that one. Yeah. Um, you know, but you, you could walk around and go into different circumstances and all of a sudden it's just like you find out some bad news that, you, that your cousin's really unwell and it's just like, oh, Jesus, I was wondering, I, I know that you're, you're God and you can actually heal people. I was wondering, can you come with me and we can see my cousin get healed? Yeah, awesome. Like, I don't know about you, but uh, you can grab a seat now. I just, <laughs> it's like, that was a bit, wow. As you can see, Jesus does ninja tricks as well. Uh, but I don't know about you, but for me personally, if, if I had Jesus walking around 
every step of every day, walking with me, I reckon I would do things a little bit differently to, to how I live my life now. I say that, number one, actually, it's, it's a bit of a conviction. It's like, Dan, you, let's try to fix up those areas that you can fix. But then I, th- I think it also you'd have this greater awareness of what, not just um, how just to navigate situations in a worldly sense, but how to navigate situations in a kingdom sense and actually to see His kingdom come and will be done because there'd be such a prominent reminder that the God of the universe is standing next to you, uh, that that would cause you to actually operate in a different way. But the thing is, Jesus isn't standing next to me. And sometimes we can get, you know, we can look back and think, oh, imagine with Jesus standing next to us. Or, or you can think of the Father, you think, oh, one day when I get to heaven, I'll meet the, our Father in heaven. And, but there's actually, I'm talking about the third person in the Trinity today. I'm talking about the Holy Spirit. And I want to share with you guys a passage of Scripture where Jesus was talking to His disciples, His closest friends. And He talks about the Holy Spirit. And in the Amplified Version of the Bible, He pulls out a bunch of different things that the Holy Spirit wants to do with us as we walk out this life, whether it's for a couple of days or left in our life or or, a hundred extra years left in our life. The Holy Spirit wants to walk and be involved in our life. So before, before I press in and open up this passage of Scripture, I just want to spend just a moment praying uh, and praying that the Holy Spirit, I don't want to just talk about the Holy Spirit. I want to invite the Holy Spirit to sit next to us, to sit with us, to, to talk to our hearts, to talk to our minds, to, to, to be here present with us because our God is Emmanuel. He is present. His Holy Spirit is here. But are we aware of His presence here with us? So Lord, we just thank You so much that Your Holy Spirit is available, it's accessible to anyone who has called on Your name and declared You as Lord and Saviour of our lives. That You sent a substitute so that we could actually have access to relationship with God here on earth. So Lord, we thank You so much that we don't have to do everything in our own ability, our own strength, or our own striving. But we just invite you. We invite you right now, Holy Spirit, to make yourself aware to each and every single one of us. We thank you so much that you are real, that you are present, that you are personal, that you are intimate. And we pray that you would speak to us all here today. In the mighty name of Jesus, amen, amen. This sermon came off the back of, um, just just giving a bit of credit where it's due, Um, we we run a chapel service at Alpha Crucius College and a couple of the young guys here from Elizabeth College have been coming down to chapel uh, on the Thursdays, which is awesome. It's, it's great that they, you know, they've got a free line and they're like, well, let's go praise and worship Jesus with a bunch of other people. Uh, if you're ever in the city from 12.30 to 1 o'clock, it's literally a 30-minute service, um, then you're more than welcome just to drop in and spend some time worshipping in the city. Um, it's a great way of spending your Thursday. But we had Pastor Dermot Catulli with us and some of you guys would know Dermot. And uh, he, he was sharing about how last week was Pentecost. And yeah, Pentecost... Um, when we read it in the Bible, it's a, it's a pretty incredible thing that happens in Acts 2, isn't it? 
the Holy Spirit coming down, the sound of a mighty windstorm and what looked like tongues of fire falling on people. Then people having such um, an incredible encounter with God that they're able to speak in other people's languages, that people are hearing the name of Jesus preached in their own tongue. And then all of a sudden, Peter jumping up and 3,000 people making a decision to place Jesus as the Lord and Savior of their lives. You know, when the Holy Spirit is present, you can tell. When the Holy Spirit is moving, it changes things. When the Holy Spirit sweeps through somewhere, watch out. But on the contrary, when the Holy Spirit isn't there, you, you can tell, tell us well, can't you? It just feels dry. It just feels, it just doesn't feel right. And I want to bring this message here today on the back of, you know, obviously it was Pentecost last week and we were super blessed to have uh, Pastor James McPherson here. And if you didn't manage to make it to one of our services, let me encourage you, download the podcast from last week. His, his messages both on uh, the parable of the talents and also contextualizing Christianity in such a messed up world uh, were, were, were brilliant, uh, to put it bluntly. Uh, or lightly. Uh, I want to encourage you to get that in if you haven't actually already got it in already. But it was also Pentecost Sunday last Sunday, and that's why it sort of stirred him. It's like, I just want to talk about the Holy Spirit. Is that all right? Can we just talk about the Holy Spirit here today and then invite him to move among us? Because if we don't do life in connection and relationship with the Holy Spirit, we're, we're missing out. This is a moustache. Um, <laughs> we, we had a Mexican night here on Friday night and Jamie Mullen bought a whole bunch of moustaches and uh, this one ended up on my water bottle and it doesn't want to go. So anyway, there's, we, we, it was a really great night actually on, on Friday night. We had five of our 16 to 18 year olds leading worship. Uh, we had young Daniel here playing the bass for the first time in about two years. Uh, actually, give Daniel a round of applause. He did a brilliant job. And there was a whole bunch of kids that, or shouldn't say kids, but young people that actually made decisions on Friday night to become followers of Jesus Christ. Uh, you know, be encouraged by that. Be praying for our youth ministry. It says in John 14, 15 onwards, and I'm reading from the Amplified Version of the Bible here. It says, If you really love me, you will keep and obey my commands. What a statement. Let's just stop there just for a real brief moment. What a statement. If you really love me, you'll keep and obey my commands. You know, all of what I'm about to say is built on this foundation first. If you live an unrepented life, if you, if you choose to not tr be transformed by allowing God to renew your mind and actually choose to turn from old ways of living and step into the fullness of what God has for you, don't worry about the rest of it. Just start there. <laughs> that is one of the best things you can do. Getting your life right with Christ. We're not, get, we're not made right through works or anything else, but by placing our faith in Christ and Christ alone. But the result of that should be a transformation of heart and a transformation of the, and a change of direction in where we're going. Let me encourage you, if that's something you need to do today, do that today. Don't delay. <laughs> do it today. But it then goes on to say, and I will ask the Father, and He will give you another, a helper. And then, in the Amplified Version, it has a, bracket, a bunch of brackets, and it says all these ones. So, it's a helper, a comforter, an advocate, 
an intercessor, a counsellor, a strengthener, a standby to be with you forever. The spirit of truth whom the world cannot receive and take to, take to its heart because it does not see him or know him. But you know him because he, the Holy Spirit, remains with you continually and will be in you. You know, the Holy Spirit remains with you continually and will be in you if you choose to make Jesus Christ your Lord and Savior and to obey his commands, to love him and be obedient. It says, I will not leave you as orphans, comfortless, bereaved and helpless. I will come back to you. And after a little while, the world will no longer see me, but you'll see me because I live in you. You will live also. On that day, when that time comes, you'll know for yourselves that I am in my Father and you are in me and I am in you and we are all in this together. Oh wait, sorry, that's the Beatles. Sorry, I just, I am you and, anyway. I, I went and saw Paul McCartney last year um, and that song always gets in my head whenever I read that passage of scripture. Um, that's not in there, that's just, just so you're aware. Uh, the person who has my commands and keeps them is the one who really loves me. And whoever really loves me will be loved by my Father. And I will love him and reveal myself to him. I will make myself real to him. I love that. You know, for, for someone here today, maybe you've just been attending church and it just seems like a religious thing. I want to encourage you, God wants to make himself real to you. That's his heart. His heart isn't just for you to sit in motion a bunch of practices and patterns to become religious. He just wants to be real to you. He just wants to be known. And I believe that today, if that's you, then he, you know, if you're hungry and thirsty, he, he will fill you. If, if you. if you search and seek, he will be found. And I want to encourage you, have a heart that's hungry. Have a heart that wants to search and seek. Then it says, Judas, not, not Judas, aristocrat, asked him, Lord, what has happened that you were going, sorry, <laughs> Iscariot, I like to say aristocrat, I, I like that you picked up on it. Lord, what has happened that you are going to reveal yourselves to us and not to the world? Jesus answered, if anyone really loves me, he will keep my word, teaching, and my father will love him and will come to him and make our dwelling place with him. One who does not really love me does not keep my words. And the word, teaching, which your heart is not mine, but is the Father's who has sent me. Then it says in verse 25, and this is where I want to focus the majority of our time here today. It says, I have told you these things while I'm still with you. But the helper, the Holy Spirit, comforter, advocate, intercessor, counselor, strengthener, standby, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, in my place, to represent me and act on my behalf. He will teach you all these things. So He will teach you all things and He will help you remember everything that I've told you. Like I said, sometimes it can be easy to go, oh, look back and go, oh yeah, I know Jesus was real. I know that He was alive 2,000 years ago. I'm aware of what He did on the cross. I, I, I'm aware of a bunch of his miracles. And sometimes it's easy to then look the other way and go, yep, yep, I'm confident that, you know, Jesus is my Lord and Savior. I'm confident that one day when I die, I'm going to get to heaven, I'll meet the Father in heaven and Jesus will be there and it'll be like, awesome. 
then sometimes we can struggle with actually believing that the Holy Spirit, God, would be interested enough to do stuff daily with us. Like, we're, yeah, we're, we're happy with reading it and knowing it. We're happy with knowing that one day we're going there. But sometimes, I don't know about you, but in the midst of just my messed up humanity, sometimes I can struggle with going, where is God in this? Where is God with me? But I want to talk to you today about the Holy Spirit. He is a person that is so in love with you. He is a person that is so interested in your life. And I I loved reading this amplified version because it breaks down a whole bunch of different roles that the Holy Spirit wants to play in partnership in our life as we walk out this Christian walk. The first one, it says, is a helper. And the definition of a helper is a person who helps someone. (laughs) Wow, that's, that's really profound. A person that helps someone. Does anyone ever need help? Yes? I know I do. I know Dave does. You know, I hear Dave talk sometimes about his his three amazing little kids. But sometimes he needs help. And not just help from Alex, he needs more help. (laughs) Not just help from uh, from his parents, even though that's wonderful. But he needs more help. And I'm so glad for Pastor Dave's sake that he has access to the Holy Spirit to help him in those moments. I know that I need help. (laughs) I know that stuff comes my way in life. Sometimes I get so um, uh, recently just been a little bit stressed at work and that's been challenging. But then at the same time, um, just this last Monday, my, my grandfather passed away and his funeral's happening tomorrow. And, you know, in the midst of all that, it's like, I need help. I can't do this in my own ability. And, and one ridiculously encouraging thing to say first is, I'm so glad that the Holy Spirit can help me and help Pastor Dave at the same time. That he's not limited like Jesus. You know, Jesus was limited to one place at one time. So even though it would have been great to have had Simon representing Jesus, <laughs> walking around and just doing life of me, if Jesus was doing that, then he wouldn't be accessible to everyone else. And my life would end up being like the paparazzi. I'd just have a thousand and one people trying to come over to my house and be like, Jesus, just shut the curtains. And it would be, it'd be challenging. But I'm so, 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 so glad that the Holy Spirit isn't limited. That he can be helping Dave with, with stuff going on with his children whilst he's helping me through work and emotional stuff. And he can be helping Jamie with studies whilst he's helping Peter Swift um, does Peter Swift need help? Yeah. <laughs> no, I was going to say, I always thought Peter Swift had it pretty much together. So, um, you know, he can be helping all of us at the same time. The Holy Spirit wants to help you. The Holy Spirit wants to help you. And I want to encourage each and every single one of us, next time you need help, don't call Ghostbusters. Just turn next to you wherever you are and just go, Holy Spirit, what do I do? I need help. Like literally, just, I know you might think that's a bit weird looking out. You know, if you want to, you can be super spiritual and look off into the distance. Holy Spirit, help me. You know, that's probably what Simon would do. Um, you know, or, or even just put your hand on your head. Whatever, whatever, whatever works for you. You know, that one works for me a fair bit. It's like, Holy Spirit, help me. <laughs> but that's just me. I'm wired that way. Where, but, but, but just 
invite him to help. <laughs> and you'll be amazed that he'll actually turn up and he, he wants to help you. The second one, in verse 26, it says, but the helper, and then it has in brackets, the comforter. Comforter by definition, someone who helps you to feel less worried, upset, frightened, someone who comforts you. Hey, Doris, come up here. Give us a hug. Doris gives really good hugs. But, you know, um, you know the Holy Spirit wants to comfort you? And the Holy Spirit wants to go around and just... The Holy Spirit wants to be with you wherever you go. And like I said, this week I needed a little bit of comfort because it was a sad week. I was in hospital on Monday night. I didn't think my grandfather was going to pass away. We, uh, the whole family thought everything was, you know, he was in hospital, but they thought he was going to recover. He just had an infection. Um, thankfully, I was there for four hours because a whole bunch of my other family were there and we just chilled out, chatted, hung out, got to pray for my granddad. Then half an hour after I left, he passed away. So I was back in there for another bunch of hours. And, um, you know, in, at that moment, I needed comfort. And, um, you know, the problem with, you know, cuddles are comforting. Don't, you know, it is. You know, being, having someone give you a hug is quite comforting. Uh, if, you, if you have a dear, loved person near you, you're welcome to give them a cuddle right now. It's, you know, we're, at this church, we are happy. We, we lay hands on uh, one another. Uh, <laughs> we cuddle one another when we need comfort. Um, but, you know, a cuddle is a good thing and it brings comfort. But what if Doris wasn't around? <laughs> Get off the stage, woman. Uh, you know, what, what if... <laughs> but if she wasn't there or she had something else on, where am I going to find my comfort from? And I'm so encouraged the Holy Spirit actually wants to comfort us. He doesn't want to just be a theological idea. Or a theological concept. He wants to be comfort. And I want to encourage you, next time that you're actually feeling hurting in your heart, maybe someone's upset you, maybe someone's passed away, maybe you're just going through a rough patch, just turn to the Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit, I'm really emotional right now. Can you please comfort me? I honestly believe if you sincerely pray a prayer like that, our God isn't just going to be like... Pfft whatever. He's going he's gonna to abound to you with love. He's going to abound to you with His kindness. He's going to comfort you. The next one, is this good? Is this helpful? The next one it says in there is advocate. To speak or write in favor of, to support or urge by argument and to recommend publicly. For lawyers, actually, I should have got Doris to jump up and say this one as well. Uh, what's, what's, what's been... No, okay, I won't do that. For lawyers, advocacy means representing the interests of the client in the best possible manner. Do you know that's what the Holy Spirit wants to do? He wants to represent you in the best possible way. He wants to... He wants to advocate on your behalf. When you're going through unjust and unfair work situations, when you've been mistreated, He doesn't want to leave you there just on your lonesome. He wants to advocate on your behalf. I want to encourage you, give the Holy Spirit permission to advocate on your behalf. You know, it's, it's, 
Not very often lawyers will go out of their way. Actually, they go away out of the way all the time. Let me finish the sentence. Uh, <laughs> but to go out of their way to find someone to advocate on their behalf. Generally, it's, they'll ask them, hey, can you be my lawyer? And then they'll say, yeah, sure, da-da-da-da. And then they will advocate. You know, it's amazing that the Holy Spirit wants to advocate on our behalf. That situation, that circumstance, that workplace disagreement that's just driving you up the wall. Why don't we... Let, let, let's try this. How about we turn to the Holy Spirit? If there's someone sitting in the chair next to you, just look through them. Just like, just like Jesus saw through Peter and saw Satan, look through, through that person and see the Holy Spirit in them. Um, and just say, Holy Spirit, can you please advocate on my behalf in my workplace, in my family, and in those really stressful areas of my life. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Awesome. There we go. So he's a helper. He's a comforter. He's an advocate. He's an intercessor. I love this one. A person who intervenes on behalf of another, especially by prayer. You know that our God is interceding on our behalf. In those areas that we're struggling, in those areas where we, we might have even given up, God doesn't give up. He doesn't give up. He wants to intercede on our behalf. I think there's actually, there's such power in intercessory prayer. I, th- I think it's probably something that we need. Uh, I know a few people um, do it quite regularly, intercessory prayer, but I want to encourage you and even just champion people that are here today that are intercessory prayers. People that like to stand in the gap for other people, for families, for loved ones, for government situations and and different political things going on. Seriously, thank you. Thank you for standing in the gap spiritually and, and interceding into different areas of society. Because you're, you're modelling the behaviour of the Holy Spirit. And you're modelling that to the body of Christ. And I think collectively it's something that we could probably all grow in. But I want to encourage you, like, that's, that's one encouragement, be praying into things. Don't stop praying into things. But then be encouraged that the Holy Spirit's interceding for us as well. Those things that you're worried about, He's interceding on. Number five, I like this one. He's a strengthener. The Holy Spirit is a strengthener. I love the definition when I was looking it up. It said, a support that steadies or strengthens something else. A support that steadies or strengthens something else. I know I need steadying, steadying, is that a word? Steadying <laughs> and strengthening <laughs> quite often. You know, sometimes I'm walking along doing stuff and I'm like, oh, look at that. You know, like, I feel like the Holy Spirit at times is like, Dan, steady, get back on track. Yeah, I'm just like, oh, wow, look, a bird. Uh, you know, and then he's like, no, no, Holy Spirit, <laughs> steady, stay on track, stay on, stay on. You know, the Holy Spirit wants to steady you. He wants to direct you. He wants to guide you. He'll make you realize that when you're going off track and it's not helpful or healthy. And he wants to help redirect and steady you. And also he wants to strengthen you. The thing about being strengthened, you need to be feeling weak to be strengthened. There's no need of strengthening if you're already strong. And that's the beautiful thing about a whole bunch of these things. So far, 
you know, in our weakness, that's when he's made strong. So when you are feeling weak, when you've stuffed up, when you're just emotionally bankrupt, that's when he wants to strengthen you. And that's where his power is made perfect in our weakness. He wants to strengthen you. He wants to steady you. Is this, is this good today? Hey, if someone's feeling weak here, how about we just turn to the Holy Spirit for a moment and ask the Holy Spirit to strengthen us? And if you're already feeling strong, why don't you thank the Holy Spirit for strengthening you already? Because thankfulness and gratitude is definitely a very healthy thing for a believer. God, we just thank you so much that you want to steady us and strengthen us. We ask right now, Holy Spirit, please strengthen us in areas of our weakness. Please steady us in areas where we're starting to go this way or that way, Lord. We thank you that you want to guide us, you want to lead us, you want to strengthen us. So Holy Spirit, have your way. In Jesus' name, amen. The next one, we've got a strengthener. Actually, I liked in, um, in the book of Romans 8.26, it says, um, in the same way the Spirit comes to us and helps us in our weakness. We do not know what prayer to offer or how to offer it as we should, but the Spirit Himself knows our need and at the right time intercedes on our behalf with signs and groanings too deep for words. And he who searches the hearts knows what the mind of the Spirit is because the Spirit intercedes before God on behalf of God's people in accordance to God's will. I want to encourage you. Praying in tongues is such a good thing for your, for your faith. And it actually helps tap into that intercession and that strengthening. If, if you're feeling like a situ isn't, uh, situation isn't changing, if you're feeling weak or unsteady, let me encourage you, one of the best things to do is to spend some time praying in tongues. You know, it talks about in, uh, later in the book of Romans, um, the prayer, uh, tongues builds up. Like it, it actually it edifies oneself. It like strengthens you. That's because it's the Holy Spirit doing what the Holy Spirit wants to do. That's, that's the Spirit's desire. He wants you to be strong. He doesn't want you to be weak. It's a shame too often in our weakness, we turn to Netflix. We turn to a tub of ice cream. We turn to just talking about it rather than turning to the one that can actually strengthen us, which is the Holy Spirit. And I want to encourage you, if you're feeling weak, turn to the Holy Spirit. The next one is a standby. So it's said in that passage of Scripture there, but the helper, the comforter, advocate, intercessor, counsellor, strengthener, the standby. I love the definition of this one. This one's so good. It says, readiness for duty or immediate deployment. Something that is always ready for use, especially if a regular one fails. <laughs> I love that. Readiness for duty or immediate deployment. That's the Holy Spirit. Ready for immediate deployment. That as soon as you turn to the Holy Spirit and say, I need your help. As soon as you turn to the Holy Spirit and say, I need strength. As soon as you turn to the Holy Spirit and say, help me here. Immediate deployment. What an incredible comfort it is to know that our God is there for immediate deployment. That's, that fills me with so much hope and courage. 
That is the Holy Spirit. And I want to encourage you, in that moment, all it takes is just to turn straight to the Holy Spirit and say, help me here. Lead me here. Guide me here. Strengthen me here. Advocate for me here. Comfort me here. He is on standby. I I like in this definition, it says, especially if a regular one fails. Do we have any people that fail here? (laughs) Yeah, yeah. I think we could all put up our hands there. Yeah, we, we all fall short of God's glorious standard. But how amazing is it that the Holy Spirit doesn't say, just because you stuff up occasionally, I'm going to stop coming to your help if you need it. I'm going to stop comforting or advocating if you need it. He's on standby, especially if the regular one fails. In our own strength, we fail. The Holy Spirit wants to step in and go, come on, man. <laughs> this is how we're going to do it. The next one. It goes on and it says, the Holy Spirit whom the Father will send in my name, in my place to represent me and act on my behalf. He will teach you all things. The Holy Spirit wants to teach you. And a definition of teach is to impart knowledge, to instruct as to how to do something, cause someone to learn or understand something by example. You know, the Holy Spirit wants to teach you how to be more like Christ. The the Holy Spirit wants to lead you into truth. The Holy Spirit wants to direct you and guide you and equip you and help you understand how to live more like Christ in different settings and circumstances. So I want to encourage each and every single one of us, when you're battling to go, how do I act more like Christ or live more like Christ in this situation here. Why not turn to the Holy Spirit and say, Holy Spirit, I thank you that you are a teacher. I thank you actually, you are the best teacher this world has ever seen because you can do a personal one-on teaching seminar session with me right here, right now, and do it with five million other people at the same time. But you can speak directly into my circumstance with clarity in exactly the way I need to hear it. So, Holy Spirit, teach me, lead me, guide me, help me understand how to do this life the way you've called me to do it through Christ, not through my own strength. And it's amazing that taking that moment just to pray a prayer like that, inviting the Holy Spirit to teach you, that He will actually teach you. (laughs) He won't be a silent teacher. He will speak. And he'll speak in exactly the way that you need to hear it. The next one, that's the final one, goes on to say, these are the eight things that are highlighted in this passage in verse 26. It says, he'll teach you all things and he will help you remember everything that I've told you. Remember everything I've told you. You know, the Holy Spirit's really good at reminding you things. You know, my, I, I sometimes have a bad me- memory, um, especially when other things come up. For instance, uh, Karen asked me, oh, Dan, can you get to me about some things this week? And I forgot. Like, I remembered briefly and then I forgot later. <laughs> because life happened. It just, it just happened. I said, oh, it's been a pretty full-on week for me. 
but the Holy Spirit, you know, and I set a reminder on my phone, this is what I was going to say, I set a reminder on my phone and it went off, I think it was on Wednesday morning at like 9.30, but I was busy doing something else, so then I sort of glanced at the reminder and then turned it off and forgot about it. <laughs> but the Holy Spirit has this incredible ability to remind us what we need to know and what we need to be doing at the right time and in the right place. But the thing is, with the Holy Spirit, it's not like an iPhone where you set a reminder and it reminds you in a little while later. It's not, it's not just a, a programmed gadget, it's a relationship. If you want to have access to the greatest reminder, reminding system, not a system, the Spirit, in the world, then you just need to deepen your relationship with the Holy Spirit. Just inviting Him, Holy Spirit, I swear I've forgotten something. What have I forgotten? Can you please remind me? What a great prayer. That's like, seriously, I reckon if you prayed that prayer five times a day, your life would be so much better. And my life would be so much better as well, because you wouldn't be forgetting things. Um, and we'd all be remembering things more. So it'd, be just, it'd just be good. How about we put into practice accessing uh, the Holy Spirit to helping us remind and remind us of the things that we need to to know, to live more like Christ. You see, God's not looking for perfect people, He's looking for people of faith. He's not looking for people that have got it all together, He's looking for people that are hungry to press into His presence, to hungry for a deeper relationship with the Holy Spirit. I'm going to invite the team to come up and play some spiritual acoustic guitar, uh, electric guitar. No acoustic. That ukulele, Jamie, nice work on the ukulele today, by the way. That sounded really good. Um, but the Holy Spirit wants to be our helper, our comforter, our advocate, our intercessor, our strengthener, our standby, our teacher, and our reminder. And I want to encourage the, the team just to play a bit of music and I want to invite everyone just to, just to take a moment to ask the Holy Spirit to be these things to you. He loves you so much. Like I said, I'm so glad that Jesus did what He did and, and left and, and took the road of the cross so that we could find life, an abundant life, to replace Him as the Lord and Saviour of our lives. I'm so glad that He then made way so that we could all have access to God through the power of the Holy Spirit, through the person of the Holy Spirit. And I want to encourage you, whatever, whatever it is that you need from the Holy Spirit today, you know, a whole bunch of people are going over to church together, maybe it's you need help. I reckon there'll be a few people praying that prayer today. <laughs> Holy Spirit, help me, I, I'm starting to get stressed out, I don't know how to fix this or do that. He wants to help you, and He, and he will help you. God, I need strength. I'm starting to feel tired. I haven't eaten any food. Number one, go eat some food. But number two, you know, ask Him to be your strength when you're starting to feel weak.